0: Welcome to the Seriously Social Podcast with your host, Simone Douglas. Today's guest is Greg Kavanagh from Branded Culture. He and Simone chat about the science of marketing, the value of stories, and the importance of consistency with your messaging.
1: So welcome to this week's episode of Seriously Social, the podcast. Today I am joined by the lovely Greg Kavanagh from Branded Culture. Greg, thanks for joining me today. Thank you Simone. Uh, so maybe just to start off with, uh, if you can give our audience or our listeners um, the Cliff Notes version of how you find yourself in my office today. Oh, wow.
0: Okay. Uh, well, I guess from a professional perspective, mm-hmm. um, my background has been yeah, marketing oriented, so university marketing degree, the first ten years was on client side. Mm-hmm. Um, I worked in government with work cover, I worked at elders in sort of agricultural marketing and brand. Um, and then when I was at work cover I met uh, Jim Robinson mm-hmm. who was at Leo Leo Burnett, Leo Burnett Robinson, and uh, an opportunity opened up there and I moved across to the advertising agency side and spent um, really the next fifteen years working in advertising specifically. Um, with uh, Leo Burnett, which became Jam, and then also with um, Show Pony, and probably the last few years of that time, I was moving more into brand strategy and less of the, uh, you know, account management, project management, which was my side, not being a creative person as such. Um, and um, I was getting more and more interested in the way brand influences people, particularly. The people within the organisation. Yeah. And I guess, you know, when you're working in advertising, it's all about the customer and it's all about creativity and generating demand, but often there's a disconnect between what the creative and what the agency and what the marketing department are saying versus what's actually happening in the in the business itself. Yeah. So so branded culture is really about trying to bring together those two parts of the marketing customer element, but more so the the people and culture piece. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's been exciting. It's two and a half years in in now. Wow that went um, fast. Well yeah, for me it went fast. Yeah, it went fast for coffee. me too. Yeah. So you survive year one, you survive yeah. year two, which is COVID. So yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so no, it's been it's been fantastic. Best thing I've ever done.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think I'm broken. I couldn't work for someone ever again.
0: Control is a wonderful thing, (laughs) isn't it? Just Yeah, I I didn't know that until I knew it. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh, But, you know, speaking to, you know, branded culture and, and the people piece that sits within a business, how important is it and why is it important that the people within your business and the business owner themselves have an understanding of their branded culture?
0: Mm. it's funny you were the first person to describe branded culture as a a noun Mm. rather than a business name and um, you know you'd think i would have known that wouldn't you but it's just little things you keep learning and you keep evolving and and i guess uh, particularly within sort of medium to larger organizations there's there's, silos develop Mm. within the companies and there's always been a separation between hr Uh and marketing and so, to the point where you have someone HR looking after internal comms and marketing looking after ex- external comms, and um, which doesn't really make sense when you think about it, because mm. what you want to be doing is, you know, from a messaging perspective, delivering a consistent message that's going to be realised when the customer comes in contact with yeah, the company. Exactly. So. There's, there's a great Elon Musk quote, which is brand is just a perception mm-hmm. and perception will meet reality at some stage,
1: uh-huh, yeah. which I love. I like that too, mm. yeah.
0: And, and particularly in service-oriented businesses, if you've got a product, then there's a formula and it's made in the factory and you can replicate that 100% yeah. every time. But if it's about your professional services or mm. you're a not-for-profit or whatever it might be, any service-oriented business, It's really hard to consistently deliver as Mm. expected every time. So that's where the people and culture side is really interesting to me. Yeah.
1: Do you think um, I've been having a few conversations with people about the new normal, which is the buzzword of twenty twenty one. Yeah. I'm a bit over the buzzword. But yeah. You know, in the environment we find ourselves in now, um, you know, and as business owners where we've worked out that our businesses can be as quickly taken away from us. You know, with the snap of a lockdown um, as anything else. Um, How do we define who we are now Mm. and moving forward versus, you know, who we are or who we were previously? Like, is that a piece of work that needs to be done?
0: Yeah. Well, I guess, you know, the the question of whether it's a new normal or whatever. Yeah. I, I suppose, first up, Previous recessions have mm-hmm. had, you know, every, every everything's been pretty flat. Yeah. This one's had winners and losers. Yeah, so if yeah, you're yeah. working for Bunnings, it's the busiest they've ever yeah. been. And if you're running a hospitality business mm. or an events business, yeah, it's, you know, disaster. Mm. So to have this, uh, you know, environment of winners and losers means that for some, the new normal is the same as, you know, it's it better was. than the old, yeah. old normal. Um, but I think, um, you know, you need to work out who you are and what you're about and whether you're referring to it as the elevator pitch or yeah. any of that sort of stuff, you know, from the from the leader on down, you need to be able to articulate mm. who you are and what you're about and um, bring that to life in everything you do because yeah. as we know it's the you know, words and deeds. Mm. And yeah. I love I love that words and deeds but it's the deeds that really matter yeah. it's the thing it's you know whether it's word of mouth referral mm. or whatever ultimately that's based on delivering as promised yeah so i think it's really useful for organizations to be able to answer that question who am i mm. like what makes us uniquely us because there is only one even if we're in a category where everyone kind of appears basically the same still only one of us.
1: Yeah, exactly. So,
0: you know, what is it about us that makes us uniquely us? Yeah. That's going to be of appeal to customers and appeal to talented people? And, you know, what are the things that we want to be famous for? And Mm. I don't mean that in a... Kim Kardashian way, I just mean in terms of, although that would be fine too.
1: Yeah, I'd take her money, that's uh, fine.
0: But, um, I, you know, in terms of just being recognised out in the market for something. Yeah. Um, because that's all brands really are, is it? it's what exists in the mind of a customer and for most of us it's only a small repertoire of mm. words and thoughts, maybe emotion if we're incredibly lucky. Yeah. But, you know, within the workshops that I run, I often ask questions about what people think, when you put up a Volvo logo or an mm-hmm. IKEA logo and they're you know they're two massive global brands. Yeah. One of them is famous for safety and that's mm-hmm. very unique. And the other one is an incredibly unique experience mm-hmm. of IKEA. There's no one like it.
1: Flat packs and excess bolts, that's what I associate I with. Know. And, and what
0: IKEA. what we get is is I'll get um cheap flat yeah. pack Allen keys. Yeah. Annoying. Divorce and meatballs.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say meatballs, yeah, which one. is yeah. but but you know
0: here is this huge behemoth mm. that is unlike any other, and yet I've just you know spoken to thousands of people over the years, and just and I get this same little repertoire, of yeah, three right. or four things, yeah. and you know it, they would want to be probably clever mm-hmm. and style mm. and affordable would mm. be that would be a beautiful little set for them, and unique yeah. and unexpected yeah. or whatever it might be. But, um, you know, so I think it's really important to be able to work out what are those things that you want to be recognised for yeah. so that you can plug that mental gap mm. between what people are actually Experience, thinking and, yeah. and what you want them to think. Yeah. Um, because most of us don't really know what to think and we'll Ooh. create little stories in our own minds. So as a business, if you can sort of try and, manage that narrative yeah. and know that it's only going to be a few little things and be disciplined about it, yeah. then you've actually got a chance of being successful.
1: How do you think you support? So I, I encounter a lot of business owners and I have these conversations with them because I'm very big on emotional connection mm. uh, and I think that in in this you know post-COVID economy, the businesses that are going to have longevity and success yeah. are the ones that can connect to their customers emotionally in a way that their customers invest in their success. Yes. Um, yeah, that terrifies most business owners that I speak to in Mm. terms of, no, no, I I sell this, I do this. Yeah. So they're very trans like transactional in nature Transactional in their marketing messaging. Yeah. What would you say to a business owner that's kind of on the precipice of that and is going, no, no, I live here, and that seems very fluffy over there. Yes. How do they? How do they take half a step? Because that's really usually all it takes to start off with. Yeah,
0: and I, and I think you know that's a really good question because um, when you invested in your business and you've built it and, and you've become successful as a result of it, it's mm. hard to it's hard to adjust and adapt because your way has worked. Yeah. Um, but I, I find, and the thing too with, you know, emotional connection and all of those things is it feels so wishy-washy mm. <laughs> and people get, you know, go, oh, yeah, nice one, marketing person, yeah. you know, get out the colouring in.
1: Yeah, yeah. Here's, no, the, the here's, yeah. here's the
0: marketing team, you know, yeah. woo, let's get out the little golden books and tell stories, yeah. right? But mm-hmm. the, the fact is there's a, you know, a huge amount of hard science that sits behind yeah. that. And, um, you know, from my learning perspective, it's been, you know, really eye-opening just to see the the science that lives behind, you know, the way our brains work, Mm -hmm. you know, the part of the brain that manages emotion and memory are interconnected, and they are older parts of the brain than this logical language part, so Mm -hmm. it makes sense that it's more, from an evolutionary perspective, it's actually faster, it's more efficient so um and and you know some of the some of the findings around ninety ninety five percent of purchase decision is occurring you know in the subconscious mind,
1: mm. and
0: yeah. um we don't like to think that we like to think that we're rational and we're making controlled decisions all the time but um another great quote which is that we're not rational animals, we're rationalizing oh, so yeah. okay. so we. You know, we get we trust our gut. Yeah. You know, there's an instinct we feel mm. that this I like something about them, yep. and then we'll go searching for the logic to yeah, back up that decision.
1: decision. Yeah. So
0: you know, so I would say to the the business owners that focus on the logic, it's it's emotion leads, logic follows. Mm. So you've got to have it. It's yeah. got to be there. Yeah. But it's not the thing that's going to connect. And, yeah. and even at a very Um, you know scientific level it's it's harder for the brain system Mm. one and system two and all this Mm. stuff it's harder for the brain to it's a lazy organ that doesn't want to do the work
1: yeah
0: so make me feel a certain way it's going to be more likely to appeal to Mm. the species
1: yeah absolutely and
0: then give me the logic give me the details give me your specs yeah so it's there when i need it and then i'll back it up and that's where you know, all the review sites and, mm. and all of these sorts of things are so important. It's not that they're necessarily driving the sale, but they're reinforcing
1: the decision I'm already that's already made. kind of been made. Yeah, yeah. Actually, it's kind of, it's really funny. So, you know, obviously I've got the Duke of Brunswick Hotel and it's, mm. um, you know, generally we're a five-star review, kind of a Google place. Yes. It's very happy humans. Nice. yeah. yeah. Um, got a one-star review the other day and, like, one of the team had um, – answered it on automatic pilot to a degree. So they got on there, oh, really sorry, that was your experience, it's mm. my contact details, blah, blah, Whereas I, I got on there and, like, grabbed the person's name, put it into Facebook and went, okay, they live in Victoria, they're in Melbourne, um, there's a Duke of Brunswick in uh, Brunswick. okay. They've, they've reviewed the wrong hotel, clearly. Yeah, okay. Because we just, you know. Yeah, I thought doing, they might have yeah. been a troll. Well, no. that might have been the other option, but it was just the way that it worked out. But, yeah, so it was the whole thing of, like, you know the emotional or the felt sense was well. Hang on, no, we've had a good week. There hasn't been any bumps in our set We're mm. you know like I'm like mm, something's not right. Mm. And then like you said, you go find the things and go. Oh, okay, something's not right. Yeah. Now we can send them a private message and go. Did you mean to review the pub in Adelaide or were you in Melbourne?
0: And of course they went.
1: Oh, <gasps> I'm so sorry. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> yeah. um. But you know, I it took me a long time. I think to come to grips with the the emotional body being mm-hmm. at the front. Yeah. I'm a very logic driven human being and I like, I like to back up my gut instinct, like yeah. you said. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I'm always really surprised because business owners live and die by their instincts, by their gut. You, again, yeah. you'll go find the reasons and the things yeah. um, to either go, yes, I will take that risk or no, that's too risky or, um, but yeah, it's, it, Maybe it's a language issue, yeah I, I don't know it's,
0: it's it, I think it what it is is because we all live operate in our own little bubbles uh-huh.
1: yeah,
0: and you know if we're spending forty fifty hours a week just as an employee, we're in that bubble, yeah, and it becomes our lives, and we think, assume or not even think that mm. others find it as interesting and as important as we do, yeah. so I think we you know when it comes to these business owners that have you know whatever it is with product or service, they're so invested in it. Mm. And they're in that bubble thinking that everyone else shares that interest at the same level as they do. And we just don't because everyone else is busy in their own bubbles Mm. or busy just hanging in there, Yeah. (laughs) you know, with two kids pulling at your pants and and all that sort of stuff. So Mm. we don't have a lot of time to be investing in the detail that the business owner wants people to invest in because it's so important to them. Now, maybe you're a niche supplier and you're an aficionado and you're targeting a group of fellow aficionados who love that yeah. detail, but and that's great. Yeah. But most of the time we're too busy doing other stuff to yeah. invest the energy.
1: Yeah. Well, um, and story, story will um, carry you there so much faster too. Yes. So I think, you know, um, and it's a good way to wrap things up in, in – Um, I think personally, if as a business owner, you you have been in that really transactional place, Mm -hmm. um, working with someone like yourself to work out what is this, who am I to all of my people, including my staff, you know, what is that environment look like, Um, you know, and and having gone through some of your workshop process um, previously, it's painless. It is, it's you kind know? of, it's,
0: it's, it's, um it is it is painless, it's kind of challenging to think these, think yeah. about the things, like what drives us, because you're so busy, most are so busy just doing the mm. doing, yeah. to actually stop and yeah. think and go, what's the next five years look like, mm. and how, and to be, you know, kind of challenged on some of the thinking, yeah. or whatever, can, can be, you have to use the, your brain. Yeah, but different
1: parts of it too, yeah. But it's
0: worth it, and it's, you know, I find it. Uh, Most people are really exhilarated by that, to have something presented back to them in a way that, you know, almost can give you the goosebumps goosebumps, where you go, you know, this is more than I I thought our place is and could be. So, and that, you know, the storytelling side of it, I've always been nervous about, you know, working with companies where there's a marketing department and the CFO, you know, yeah, Looks at marketing something. as just sure. being an expense line yeah. and all the rest, and you know, let's get out the coloring, yeah. get out the crayons. Here comes marketing, and and I've always been nervous with storytelling that the CFO is going to, oh, bloody story time stuff yeah. as well. But so again, I kind of looked into it, and and um, you know, they've done some you know, neurological testing, and when yeah. you when you present people with facts and data or stories. More parts of the brain light up With when you show stories, yeah. and you go, you know, again, just from a from a scientific perspective, isn't that interesting? That mm. the more parts of the brain are engaged and lighting up when you tell a story. But I think the most important part of storytelling is to be memorable.
1: Yeah, that's true. Um, like that's really, true. that's what
0: it's about, isn't it? Yeah. It's just,
1: I think it's um, it's it's that thing of stories take you on a journey. Mm. Um. And they access older memories, so yeah. they take you on a, on a deeper journey. Yes. so Which allows you to remember the story. So, That's um, right. So if, I guess for the business owners out there who are maybe, you know, three to five years in, that tends to be, you know, I call it the exhaustion mark. We've been yeah, doing okay. this for a while. So I'm about five months away yeah, from that hitting. Yeah, you know, it's okay. like the, it's, you have the kind of come to Jesus moment. Why am I doing this? Do mm-hmm. I want to keep doing this? Yeah. Do I want to sell it? Do I want to put someone in to run it? All of those kinds of things pop up. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe it's time uh, that you get in touch with Greg and get some goosebumps so you're back into the, this is why I'm doing this, this why is not? what I'm doing. Uh, you'll find all of his details in the comments below, all of the places where we post this podcast. Greg, thanks very much for joining me.
0: You're most welcome. Thank you for having me. Cheers, tough. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Seriously Social. Check our website for
1: the latest news, show notes, and for details about Simone's latest book, Confident Networker.